this is weird. Like, I, I, I wish Days was here because it's <laughs> like our one year anniversary. Wait, is it really? Yeah, on, on the 8th. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the day after this episode comes out, it'll be one year when we did the first episode. That's nuts. Wow, so much history. Yeah, but we started recording way before that. We started recording in fucking like, what? I think it was around... Like December or something. Yeah, we were yeah. workshopping it for how many months before we were like, okay, well, now that we've got the kinks out, let's... Yeah, dude, yeah, we had like auditions with different people and... right. And we did all kinds of stuff, oh, planning God, that and putting was weird. stuff together. But then, yeah, <laughs> I imagine that'd be really awkward. Like, hey, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, you weren't the first hey, thanks person for your we, time. we had Bye. on right there. Yeah, <laughs> no, because because I didn't know that I was auditioning, but it was just like, hey, this works. And then that's it the thing, did. dude. Like, it especially worked. Like, yeah, with you, like, you came out. I was like, damn, this is all working. And then days came on and it like was all still working. I was like looking around like, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> like we all have good chemistry. What's going on? And we finally got people who talk above one decibel, you know? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I imagine that would be rare in the Metal like, Gear if you community. Can't, if you can't project, if you can't jump in, if you can't talk, if you can't hold your own and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I like Metal Gear. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> then it's, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. I've never had an issue with public speaking, so. But I mean, it's especially, it helps nobody can see my face, so. Yeah, I still have uh, theories about what you actually look like. <laughs> I mean, there's, you, you, I don't know if you saw the briefing. I, I mean. You did, I sent that to you guys. Yeah, you did, but like you're wearing a mask. No, that, that's how I look. Oh, shut like, up. Like Dr. Doom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bolted on. Those are titanium rivets. Oh, yeah. you're, you're, an, you're an aluminum American. I got it. <laughs> Aluminum American titanium. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> aluminium, brother. If I, you're gonna say aluminium, you get the fuck off of this <laughs> channel right now. <laughs> so something crazy happened to me the other day. I wanted to tell you guys about it because I thought this was funny. Um, I was at the zoo, believe it or not, uh, and I think I'm pretty sure I was in the hardware section. And so the chiropractor, he, he like, he takes one look at my ear and he says to me, like, I'm sorry, madam, your Pomeranian has gout. And I'm like, that's impossible. Every horse on my honey farm has used nothing but synthetic motor oil since the day after tomorrow. So he's like, look, there's nothing we can't do, but we do have a wide selection of hats in the basement. Just take the elevator all the way to the top floor. So I go, you know what? Just, just give me something with anti-lock bricks. And he's like, the kitchen set? And I'm like, no, the boots in a size W. And I shit you not. If that shipwreck sea captain hadn't pitched a perfect game, I wouldn't be holding this bowling trophy right now <laughs> now if that story made any sense to you which metal gear is your favorite and why is it for <laughs> cue the music hey i'm fingers yo this is vector hey everyone this is days ahead and i'm nitroid you're listening to the Kojima Frequency. We do have something to yell about. We got a public service announcement. Oh, boy. Pepsi Blue is back. Yes, it is. It's back. <laughs> got a bottle right here. After almost 20 years, Pepsi Cola decided to bring back the Divine Ambrosia. That was what? That was uh, 2004? I think, I, I want to say it was canceled in 2002. I think. I don't know. You'd have to fact check me on that. Like, this was, like, emblematic of the 2000s, in my opinion. 
You know, like if Crystal Pepsi mm-hmm. was the 90s, this was the right. 2000s. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. Yeah, what I used to do, I would get I would get some M&M's crispy and a Pepsi blue and you know, I would just I would chill out with with a game or a cartoon or whatever. And uh and then, you know, 3D Doritos, those are also back. I couldn't so, find those, but I need to cuz those are amazing. Can, remind me one day to tell you about the time I imported uh M&M's crispy from Germany and and spent way too much money. <laughs> each each M M&M and M cost me twelve point seven cents. <laughs> oh, That's actually still not that bad, unless you got a really big bag. Well, it was like weird, not German chocolate, which would be good, but this was some weird German, uh, like they had some weird European spices, so it didn't taste. Oh yeah, like well, it, but anytime it, it, you yeah. get like anytime they make foods for different. Uh, markets they usually alter it a little like Pepsi Blue technically technically didn't go away you could get it in I think Brazil no way um, but it wasn't the same formula it just tasted like Pepsi but sweeter wow yeah but they wow. still called it that so like this is this is like the legit stuff this right. is it this is yeah. the, the real deal my wife hates it I'm just thinking like like remakes that's like that's like the whole time I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> We're on a, a Kojima frequency show here. Just think about Mel Gear. I drank half a bottle and wanted to kill myself. It just—it feels like that. That uh, what's that shit? Uh, the the classic Coke. Thing. What was that stuff called? Damn it, New uh, Coke. Right? Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that New Coke thing. I swear, is this going to be another episode where, like, despite as many things as we've got on the table, we're just going to spend an hour talking about food? Uh, well, welcome to the Pepsi podcast. No, I was thinking like the New Coke theory. You know what I'm saying? Like. There's a theory? You lost me. It had to do with, like, uh, <laughs> God damn it. It had to do with Kiefer Sutherland coming in and replacing David Hayter. Oh, Kiefer is the new Coke? Yeah. I think I think <laughs> Hayter said that, actually. I'm not sure if he was the one that No, said no, it. okay, now, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. I think he did, yeah, he did make an allusion to new Coke one time. Yeah, that was totally about Kiefer. to Kiefer. Yeah, straight up, shots fired. Yeah. Okay. Um, for the record, you know, I, I thought Kiefer Sutherland as Big Boss was uh, was brilliant. I thought his performance was actually fantastic. Oh, me too. Yeah, I like uh, him. Yeah, he, he was great as Big Boss. Yeah, the he's prob- just Hayden. Well, we all know the only problem is that he had fucking shit all to say. Yeah. So much got cut, too. Like, I mean, not so much, but, you know, a, 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 there's a good amount of cut dialogue. MGS5 isn't finished. Hashtag. I know. I know the joke. I know the joke is that it's you know if we if we had him say more, we would have paid it. We had to pay him more, but like, I wonder if there's a nugget of truth to that. What's I the mean, thing? they paid him for shit that they didn't even use. Like, right? Like that's the that's the biggest piece of evidence against the suggestion that they would have had to pay him more. Like they have yeah. all these lines that they recorded, but but maybe like we don't know what sort of like payment agreement he had. Was it royalties? Was it a flat fee? Right. So, and I'm sure there was some SAG AFTRA nonsense going yeah. going on oh no so, doubt i mean i mean famously mgs1 was a non-union job so right yeah so now that voice acting gigs are are union you know i'm i i don't know if he commanded a high fee because uh you know like um leo dicaprio was he was uh he was really pining for that oscar because that drives your salary up by like a million bucks or or possibly more so Jeez. so that's what an oscar can get you 
So I don't know. Has has uh, has Kiefer Sutherland? Did he did he win any like Grammys or something for Twenty Four? Because if he did, then any Grammys? Well, I mean, he uh, is doing his country album. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever the awards are called, I don't watch that shit because it's all staged. Well, so. Would that be an Emmy? I know for a TV show. Emmy. Um, yeah, but I mean, Designated Survivor was boring as sin. Well, he didn't win any awards for that. But if he did, that would drive his price up. Like, yeah, the first though. the first couple of seasons of Twenty Four were pretty dope. That's about all I yeah. watched. But yeah, I mean, I liked Twenty Four for the most part <laughs> all the way through. It got a little weird, but but like it was fairly consistent. I think I watched it before I played MGS Four. So like by the time that like split screen <laughs> shit started happening, I was like, all right, I'm used to this. Yeah, like, this ain't a well, big deal. Funny enough, uh, they wanted to have a a timer going during MGS Two. To show well, you like what time of the day it was going to be, be, like inspired by twenty four. That'd have been a good idea. That's something that you pretty much figured out with the whole Tom Olson thing when you were like trying to actually look at the the sky and like the well, different, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, all I figured out they did actually try for it. <clears throat> yeah, I figured out that they actually did try for it, but yeah. like I, I don't even want to say that I figured it out because I'm sure like other people have seen this. And a friend of mine even pointed out that like if you go into the game files, you can see like the exact time that the last scene in the game takes place because it's labeled as such. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So like they yeah, but but yeah, like the sun moves across the sky in the game, and like the I guess at one point they were thinking about having a 24 like timer going to show like a like you know the day's progression and yeah it just didn't didn't pan out but yeah. yeah and we did put all those uh files up on patreon too for people that want to check out some of the deep cuts on the tom olsen stuff yeah just like all my extra files and high-res stuff and if you want to go check it out you know it's it's like almost i think two gigs worth of <laughs> yeah, images you split it and up. videos yeah. <laughs> <Do> it. <laughs> and just <laughs> raw files that i put together and um I'm really proud of that Arsenal gear scene. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Just like slams into New York. <laughs> I feel a little bad about it. Though. Here's why I'm here. Here's to Pepsi Blue. Right. Here's to Pepsi Blue. Uh, raise your, raise your, uh, your bottles. For those who don't know me, I was, <laughs> I was uh, one of the co-hosts for the first 14 episodes of the show. Uh, and then I, I left to form a, my own rogue mercenary nation out in South Africa <laughs> and uh, came back in episode 31. And if I'm, if my math is right, this is episode 41, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so you should bring me back every, every episode that ends in a one, you should have me on. <laughs> Terrible be coincidence. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm down with it. I like, I like patterns and we're going to talk about patterns today from what I understand. <sighs> we're going to fight a bit. Oh man. You wanted to talk about, portable ops being canon we should get into that at some point yeah um today um we can i don't know it's up to, up to you guys because i could this is argue. the controversy episode i'm lighting it up i like that i like that the controversy episode because we need a little we are talking about some controversial debatable uh things here we're not going to talk yeah. about solid snake's hair being brown or blonde we're not not in the briefing scene Oh well, that's, yeah, that, oh, that's, that's just that's just dumb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're not going to talk like, about that because that's just dumb. Because yeah, know about like, that. That's it's called lighting. <laughs> yep. Right. Next argument. Yeah. All right. Remember, remember <laughs> how uh, how how Big Boss looked uh, like his hair was gray in the uh, the first trailer for um for Ground Zeroes. 
Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and it was it was just a lighting thing. Right. Yeah, so anybody who's like, yes, yeah, you know, Snake's a blind. Like, no. Go to art. Take one art class, please. <laughs> Go to art. <laughs> I'm sure there's some guy out Go there who's art. like, but look at it. He's got pink hair. Oh, man. <laughs> the tint on your TV is fuck, bro. <laughs> if, if he has pink hair, you know, take it back to Best Buy. Um, no, okay. So, so originally this was scheduled as a, or planned to be like a debate, and I was gonna come out, you know, with my gloves in the blue corner, weighing in at two hundred thirty-five kilograms with my armor. Um, but then uh, I did some more research. We did a preliminary, like a a deposition if you will. But you know, that's where, that's where the lawyers, you know, they talk it out before the actual <laughs> trial. Yeah. Um, so we, we did sort of a, a deposition and I realized like, look, there's, there's just no way to argue either point for or against, but I, I, I still thought it, uh, or actually no fingers. Well, well, okay. Who, real quick, real quick, real quick, because, yeah. because we all know what you're talking about. Anybody listening has no idea what I'm, you're talking I, about. I'm all so. about build up, you know. I like to, yeah. I like to like work up to it. But yeah, if you want to do a cold cold uh, drop, go right ahead. We're talking about genes today. We're talking <laughs> about dominant and recessive genes. But yeah, genes. I've been working on I've been working on something. I've been trying to answer the question of you know, liquid. He states that he got all the recessive genes. Snake got all the dominant genes. But then Ocelot goes and throws a wrench into the system, and he's like, well, actually, the superior clone got his ass whooped. So, so wh- you know, which is it? You know, who, which clone got the dominant or the recessive genes? And this has been a topic that has confused and divided the Metal Gear community for over 20 years. So it's time to set the record straight. Because in part, this is a semantics debate. Okay. All right. Yes. And Let's that get into definitely, that. Definitely. Yeah. And that leads into quite a bit of confusion because, okay, on two levels, there's a problem here. Yeah. Because on, on Liquid's end, he's talking about dominant and recessive. On Ocelot's end, he's talking about superior and inferior. Right. Those are not synonymous. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's where the that's exactly where the confusion lies. And right. you know, you have the, there was like a there's a huge subset of the fan base who rationalized what Otacon said by saying by proposing the idea that soldier genes are recessive. And you mean liquid has or? what did I say? Otacon. They're all the same. I said Otacon? Yeah. They both start it. with an O. We've all done it. <laughs> yep. So so <laughs> Merrill, Merrill says to Raiden. He goes, no, um, yeah, Ocelot is like, you know, I'm superior. totally confused now. Well, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, what old. did Meryl say to Raiden ever? <laughs> uh, he was just fucking around. That's the joke. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I will say, I have, I have, uh, I have two sons. Uh, one has brown hair and the other has blonde hair, which is pretty cool. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere with that. No, that's just. <laughs> No, that that could be relevant. Possibly, let's see where it leads. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. Just yeah. Keep that in mind as we as we approach this conversation. Right. Okay. Back to what I was saying. Go. People. People have have tried to make 
liquids, liquid and ocelots, whatever they said, their declarations make them make sense by saying liquid got all the soldier genes, which are recessive. And, and I myself believed that for at least a decade, but, but that has, that's impossible. Okay. Um, I know we're, we're barely broaching this already, but in MGS one, they talk about, uh, identifying soldier genes. Yes. Everything from, uh, from strategic, strategic thinking, thinking to the proverbial, to the proverbial killer, killer instinct. Killer instinct. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to the genes that were split between solid and liquid, was it a right. split of soldier genes? Or was it just a split of genes? Ah, great question, right? There's the rub. So now here's here's the, the tricky part, is that well, what I try and do is use actual science to prove that one idea can't be true. So we can we can we can prove for a fact that one clone didn't get the dominant or recessive gene genes like in terms of real science that's impossible because the way identical twins work is that they they have the same genes so you know uh you can't say one clone has the dominant genes or the recessive genes and it's weird because what throws people off is that liquid has blonde hair so most people think or most people went along with what Liquid said when he when he was like, I had I have the recessive genes, that everything was done to create you and and whatever. Um, what was I talking about? Blonde hair. Blonde hair, right. Liquid has blonde hair. And so blonde hair is a recessive trait. So he must have the recessive genes. What he says must be true. He got all the recessive genes. But then Ocelot says that he's the superior clone. So recessive genes are superior? And then that's where people got the idea that soldier genes are actually recessive. And that's what, if, if Liquid got all of Big Boss's recessive genes, then he would have all of Big Boss's soldier genes, which is mm. stupid. It's just, yeah, that's, that's it, it a, can't work like that. Yeah, that's not how, that's not, I doubt that was what was meant. And that doesn't even make sense. For me, the whole thing kind of like, it just all went down to Ocelot's, like that one sentence. He just said, the inferior one was the winner after all. Yes, the inferior one was the winner after all. That's right. Until the very end, Liquid thought he was the inferior one. Yes, sir, I agree completely. It takes a well-bounced individual such as yourself to rule the world. And so it's like, okay, Solid Snake won the fight, so he's the inferior one. So it's just like right. none of that, none of the gene stuff even matter. You know, like to me, that was just like okay, what, whichever one it was, that he was supposed to be inferior in some way, right? And that's important, right? Because the whole point, the theme of MGS one is that your genes don't determine your fate. Yeah, yeah. So even trying to to figure out, you know, which clone has which genes, you know, that does a disservice to the game, right? But it's still just like. Why leave a question unanswered? You know, why not do everything you can to try and figure it out? So, so that's what I've been doing for the past week or so. Uh, and so, and so I, when I, I made a, a major discovery and I went to Twitter and I was like, I can prove for a fact that liquid actually has the dominant genes. And the nitride was like, say what now? And, and that's what prompted <laughs> this episode. We're talking about this on the show. <laughs> 
Man, imagine if Shinkawa had followed through with his with his BS about Snake having naturally blonde hair and where this conversation would be. Yeah, it would be a completely different conversation because they should be identical twins. And that's another thing. Like, so, so I did a bunch of research on how twins work. So identical twins, it's impossible for identical twins to have different hair colors. You can have fraternal twins have di- you know have different hair colors, different eye colors, different genders, but identical twins that'll never happen. And then you have the argument of like liquid having sun bleached hair from being out in the desert all uh, that time. And I shit. mean, it's like uh, okay, <laughs> it's possible. Actually, that's that's not entirely impossible. That's it's what I'm not, saying. It's like it's like but plausible, but uh, there's two things here. There's two things here. One, it's not entirely fair to call them identical twins because this isn't a biological process. This was cloning. Good point. It's artificial. The second thing is that, is that you can account for differences like this, like fingers was saying, uh, because of epigenetic differences. As far as I know, cloning does not account for epigenetics. So, well, describe epigenetics for all your listeners. Um, okay, I'm, God, I'm myself fuck included. This up. <laughs> Nitro with this big words. Okay, God, I'm gonna fuck this up so bad. Uh, it's it's epigenetics is like there. It, it has to do with changes in gene expression that aren't due to just what's determined by DNA. So, so yeah. to a so de- it's like the nurture side of it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, like life experiences can lead to certain things. And there have been reports of people who have had, you know, late life hair color changes, for example. And that was an argument for a while that because he spent all this time in the Middle East, that it like his hair got bleached, blah, blah, blah. But there's never really been anything in the literature to support that. It's just an, it's just an inference. Um, yeah, no, that, that's a, that's an interesting thing I learned. Genes can be activated. Like yeah. if a baby is born with, with a light skin or, or, um, or fine hair being exposed to the sun can actually activate genes that'll make their skin darker or their hair more coarse, you know, to shield exactly. the sun. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the argument for a while that that was why, you know, if liquid had the dominant genes and how could he have blonde hair? Well, it's because of this blah, 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 blah. I mean, that still doesn't really make any sense when you think about it, but at least it was yeah. something it's like, like yeah, TLDR metal gear fans don't understand genetics. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why we're here to, that's why to we're try here. and, yeah, <laughs> Well, not that I'm an expert, but we're trying to just like create some uh, some more unification yeah. regarding this topic, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is the the you can make the epigenetic argument for certain differences, but let's you know, Metal Gear never really gets into epigenetics. I mean, you could you could right. say certain things are implied and that like it's a matter of fact sort of consideration. But let's just let's just shelf that for now. OK, deal. What I'm more interested in is the fact that you're saying it's impossible for identical twins, but this isn't a normal situation. 100%. You are correct. So, so, so I would like, yeah. like, where's your... You want to like, cover that or should I? Go ahead. The twins, they're not normal clones because cloning is actually a common practice in, in farming. You know, let's say you have a cow that, you know, produces a lot of milk and you want to create more offspring that produce a lot of milk. So you can you can use artificial insemination to create an embryo. You split that embryo up into, you know, into packets of cells and you transplant those cells into different surrogate mothers. And none of the mother's genes, I mean none, none of the surrogate mother's genes will be expressed, but the the those those surrogates will give birth to calves that are 
a 50-50 split between the bull and the cow. So and and you know you would hope that but they're all yeah. clones of each other. So it's it'd be like for example if you had eight surrogate mothers, that would be the equivalent of octuplets, right? Yeah. Unless you did you altered those those clone calves at the genetic level, then it would be a 50-50 split. In liquid and snake's case, most of their their genome was actually replaced with Big Boss's genes, but some of their egg donor's DNA was left in, and that's what Naomi is talking about. I think it's uh, before the Act 3 briefing is when she goes over all of this. Mm, I think so, that's... Well, I Metal mean, Gear Solid 4 rolls around, we have a little bit more information, but coming from the, the Metal Gear Solid 1 perspective, just having that information. Well, you can't, yeah. So so yeah. when I when I do a theory... I can't just look at one game. I, I have to look at all of the lore of the entire series and everything that's canon, you know, to, to try and, and get to the bottom of stuff. So that's yeah. that's what I've done here. Is well, That's something is we were talking about too last night was just like dividing it up into like the certain truths at certain timelines. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it was this way for a while and that's where a lot of people might have just like held on to that information, but now it has been updated with the canon, you know? Right. So. And it would have been great if Kojima had just dropped the topic, right? <laughs> he knows he fucked up with MGS1 and he got his genetics off or whatever. So, well, I mean, you know, yeah, just, just forget about it. To move on. With it. I mean, he, he straight up passed the buck to Liquid and was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Liquid made a mistake. <laughs> he, like, he wrote a whole fucking book where he was like, yeah, Liquid made a mistake. Oops. He made a mistake that you wrote. And <laughs> I don't, and I, I really hate the idea of of like liquid talking out of his ass or not knowing what he's talking about because that makes him completely ineffective as a rival to Solid Snake. You know, a little from bit, a story. Yeah. <laughs> Nitrate, you, I remember you, me and you having the argument. I was like, "That's bullshit, though." He has like 180 IQ, and he's like, "Yeah," right. and, and like uh, you said, uh, I was, we were talking about. You're like, "Yeah, Solid Snake uh, might be good at weapons, but that doesn't mean he's like great at like technology of computers and stuff." Like so. You know, liquid right. be doesn't smart know at shit about things, biology. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's studied fucking you know genetics. So I was well, like, good call. But liquid, yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I, I, I mean, of course, you know, that's why Otacon is the computer guy. I make sure, I yeah. make sure to say Otacon yeah. this time, not Ocelot. I mean, liquid sounds like he's parroting what he's been told, even in MGS one. I'm sure he spent a lot Ooh, of time on the 2005 version of Wikipedia, right? You know. <laughs> But he still would have done some research. So there was an assumption you made uh, uh, a couple minutes ago that I wanted to yeah. point out, which is that sure. the differences in the genetic code between Solid and Liquid and Big Boss were due specifically to the the mother, or the, the the surrogate mother of sorts. Uh, no, oh, not man, the surrogate yeah. mother, the, the actual, like the, 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 the egg, egg donor. donor. The egg donor, yeah. Right. Which well, we got to talk think, about Dr. Clark's assistant. Okay. But there is, no, there is no evidence that that is what accounts for the difference. The difference could simply be the matter of the difference in gene expression. Or, or, or rather, not, not gene expression, but gene distribution. Okay, so, and, and again, I hate this, right? Uh, let me make, like, full <laughs> disclaimer. I know, we're, we're, we're I trying to square a circle. Yeah, we're trying to square a circle here. <laughs> we're going to talk about portable ops soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just... Somebody throw in the towel and it's like, okay, we're talking about portable ops now. When it, when this gets too intense. Um, unfortunately for all of us, Naomi has to go and say, and I remember the numbers because I, mean, I stared at him for like an hour straight. Solid Snake 
is 5.3% not Big Boss. And Liquid Snake is 4.87% not Big Boss. Unlike Solidus, who is 100%, his clone is, I mean, his clone, his DNA is 100% identical to Big Boss's. And that's actually a, a thing that you can do in cloning. So Dolly the Sheep, was created using a technique called somatic cell nuclear transfer, right, which famous. resulted in, in a clone, very the most famous sheep in the world. Uh, Dolly is 100% genetically identical to the the sheep that they cloned her from. So that's a, akin to Solidus, right? So uh, real quick, just as an, just as an aside, um, Dolly had a, a shortened lifespan, and this was a... There was a controversy about this because the assumption at the time was that because of the late stage at which they cloned the original, uh, mm-hmm. Dolly was cloned with shortened telomeres, which led to a shorter lifespan. But that later ended up not being the case. Like I I've don't heard remember. That. The, I don't remember the specifics. And this is kind of where it got into. Like these were the early theories about where you know why Solid mm-hmm. Snake was aging. Because oh, the good point. Yeah. And Liquid alludes to this by saying, you know, Big Boss was in his late 50s when, when, they, when they created his copies, even though that ended up not being the case with Metal Gear Solid yeah. 3. But at the time, that mm. was the implication was that his telomeres were shortened because of the cloning process and because of how old Big Boss was when they cloned him. That would have been a great explanation instead. That would have been. And and in and MGS four, they literally pay lip service to this theory, and they and they say it's not because of a, <laughs> a, a you know flaws in the cloning pro. Like they 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 just straight up say like no, this was on purpose. Right. This was an insurance policy in case things got out of hand. Yeah, I, I hated that so much. Yeah. So uh, from what I read, Dolly came down with severe arthritis, and she had to be put down. That's what I heard. Mm. Um, Solidus also had to be put down, so <laughs> there's some correlation there. Um, but um, if Snake and Liquid had been cloned using normal so-called analog cloning techniques, as Liquid describes it, which is not a thing that I was able to find any any information on. Um, analog or digital? He said, yeah. I, I, well, okay, so the <laughs> Genome Soldiers, though they are digital clones. Well, that's not what they're implying by that. Well, that, that's what Liquid says. Is that I okay? Is that Snake and Liquid are analog, and then the Genome Soldiers are digital because their genes were replaced after the fact. Yes, that's but, that's but, what I took away from it as well. Yeah. yeah, Snake and Liquid were edited. Their their DNA was edited before they were born. Right. And so, yeah, they were made from the ground up. Yeah. So if it was a, a like if they were cloned normally using embryo cloning, so there's two different cloning techniques that I'm aware of. Embryo cloning and somatic cell nuclear transfer. That's Dolly the sheep, right? And Solidus. But normal cloning would be, the clone would be just like having a normal kid. You get fit half of your genes from your mom, the other half from your dad. But Snake and Liquid, they were edited to be more like Big Boss and less like their egg donor. So it used to be, right? Remember in the official mission handbook, Big Boss was described as being third generation Japanese American. Yeah. Grew up in Hawaii, experienced racism, you know, had, uh, you know, while his family was in the internment camps, you know, um, he was, he joined the military and whatever. Yeah. Hence the, but, the blood from the East flows within your veins line, which was in, 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 alluding to mm-hmm. that. It was. 
I thought it was always alluding to the Japanese mother part of the cloning thing. But we didn't know about that until MGS4. Right. Yeah. Yeah, before MGS, MGS3, technically, because MGS3 is what negated everything. Yeah. Well, n- not only what what's in the official mission handbook, but what Liquid says, too. Father was in his late 60s he, when he yeah. was claimed, you know. So so that got retconned, but it's like, all right, whatever. He's Big Boss used to be Japanese, but he's not anymore. And, you know, and in fact, in MGS4, if you watch that, it's the Act 3 briefing. Right, when they, when, when they have the flashback segment right. that you can pick, and it, it literally flashes her in. Um, no, well, wait, not the one that you can pick, but you can press the X button to get a flashback of Vulcan Raven going, right. blood from the east flows through your veins. I don't know why right. I had to make him sound like And they have like the he... overlay of, of Dr. Clark's assistant, yeah. Right. So Naomi's talking about a healthy Japanese woman was the egg donor, and she, some of her DNA wound up, they they left some of that in for some reason. And in Snake's case... The fact that he's 0.43% more Japanese than Liquid is why he survived Fox Die. I mean, that's, you can say that that's the in like universe scientific explanation, but it's like that disregards the narrative reason for why he survived. And this and, is, where, and I agree. And this is where you get into that interplay between the literal and the symbolic. And I really hate it when people like needle <laughs> down into the literal because it just sucks the fun out of it. And it like sucks I the said. meaning out of it, you know? Like, Liquid died because he yeah. was a, a prisoner to his genetic fate. That's why. Okay. All right. Yeah. His genes. He didn't, he didn't fight his genes. Snake wanted to fight his heritage. That's why he lived. It's a thematic death. That's that's why Liquid died. Thematically, it's a thematic death. I think thematically, I would like to stop talking about it. But unfortunately, <laughs> MGS4 just couldn't let it go. So, so okay, th- real quick, real quick. Because it's important that we lay the groundwork here. Because we do need a clear frame of reference. If we were arguing from the position of just MGS1, the answer would be different than if we were, answer- than, than if we were answering this just from the position of... MGS3, which takes MGS1 into account, but everything after. And then there's MGS4, which, you know, throws a monkey wrench into the gears, and and then that changes things up again. So where are we arguing from when we're trying to figure out which is which? Yeah. Personally, I don't think it's even worth making that distinction. It's like you... I, at this point, just with all information included, where does it lie? That's I think that's where we should do okay, it. Okay, with all information included. So given the entire, like every rewrite, every retcon, the whole big picture, what do we got? Well, think of it this way. Like, would you argue about Darth Vader's character arc, you know, just with, with episode four without taking the prequels into account at no, all? No, because I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> okay. But you know people who I, used okay, to yeah. before no, I get, Ryan I get Johnson came along. <laughs> <laughs> I get your point. Or Harry Potter. Do you, you like Harry Potter? No, no. Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat's pretty good. Throw him a Star Trek reference. He'll, he'll go crazy after that. Star yeah. Trek. Okay, cool. You wouldn't talk about the, the new season of Picard without taking into account everything that came in TNG. Uh, I mean... You don't want to get me going on the. I was, on say, the I was not going to start it, but just give me a reference. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get what you, I get what you're saying though. Um, yeah. What about those um, are so far? De- I mean, I okay, I get the argument. I don't want to get into it because I'm going to take it in a direction that you're not intending. I get what you're well, saying. Well, yeah. So where does the gene discussion lie yeah. after all the information? That's where we're at. 
Yeah. Right. And not just four either, but but Peace Walker, five, rising, MPO. That's a little different. Peace Walker and Rising, and this is kind of a good segue. Yeah, uh, if we if is. we want to segue, because we're not done. I don't know if we want to segue. It's fine. But yeah, keep, how many brain going. cells you got left? Oh, not many. Um <laughs> But to bring in uh any assertions made in say portable ops or rising, which there really aren't many right. with regards to this specific topic. No, you're right. But but that's kind of a quagmire on its own. Because yeah. the canonicity well, of those games is arguable. What I meant was like when arguing, not arguing, but when trying to find evidence for, you know, to put together for a theory like this, you want, you want to take everything you can into account. You know, the, the frame of reference thing, it's just not, it's not a factor because okay, you want to look at, at all the inform all the canon information available. Right. But when something is arguably non-canon, then that has to be addressed. All right. Well, let's okay. just go ahead and say that portable ops happened it, it did happen some uh, of the stuff might not have happened the way that kojima liked it, it was it was literally a game that was released and that's about as far as i'll go yeah but that's what i'm saying so but it, it is all part in the canon and the, because they reference it in peace okay. walker okay finally we can leave all that crap in san Geronimo behind break into the mercenary business for real but that's the thing. They might have called it bullshit. They might not have flashed the flashlight on it in Ground Zeroes. Uh -oh. Okay, you got a double standard going on here, okay? What, what? what have I done? Okay, the double standard is this. You're willing to say, like, okay, well, MGS1 uh, intended A, but then MGS3 and 4 came along and changed the intention to B. Yeah. But, but you're not willing to say that, like, Portable Ops intended B, but then later Kojima was like, well, actually, it's A. Okay. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. Do we want to wrap up the genetics discussion before we jump into this or? I mean, we, we haven't quite arrived at a conclusion. Okay. Did we? What was the conclusion? I mean. Oh, okay. Real quick. I, you know, 30 seconds. Okay. In, ter in terms of Metal Gear mythology, dominant means good bueno and recessive means I don't want none of it. So that's just how, eh. that's just Metal Gear's specific laws of physics, right? I don't think I agree with that. You you kind of can't not agree with it. I mean, that's the Do whole basis that right? of the did argument I, we're having. Okay, we can't finish it. All right, we we gotta we gotta make a video. I mean, about we it. don't have to we don't have to agree. But yeah, you should you should just make a video about it, Vector. That's what you're good at. I will. Like, well, yeah. fine. <laughs> All right. So were were you really just mad about Gray Fox being turned into Null? Like I didn't care that... about that. Okay. All right, just, that seems to be a thing that bothers a lot of people with portable ops, and that's that's where they get because they imagine him a certain way in the past. He's just cool guy, Gray Fox, and then that has no bearing. And then on Null it. comes in, and it's just like, oh, holy shit! Okay, whoa, your life was a little more dramatic than I thought. I you make a little bit more sense now. Okay, Null is like very like um, fan fictiony in terms of characterization and like you know. Gr he's he's so gritty and cool and and like he's your mysterious be type character like whatever i get it it's dumb but i get it like do what you want i don't i didn't care about it i've never been attached to gray fox the same way a lot of fans are so it wasn't like my sacred cow that was being desecrated you know yeah how dare you like i've never had that hang up 
So I didn't care too much. Hmm. Like, yeah, he's stupid in portable ops, but whatever. Like, like do what you want. Hmm. Um, like there's actually stuff in portable ops that I really, really like. Like Python, for example, I really like Python. I think it's awesome that they had Big Boss having, you know, like a war buddy. Like it yeah. humanized him a lot to like just say, oh, there's this guy that he was in the military with that he had drinks with. Like, that's cool. Like, I want to know more about that. I want to see their conversations at the bar. Like, that's no, interesting. No, but you're not going to see that. Oh, right? no, because I guess he's what? Can, canon, if we're if you accept it as canon, he's like canonically dead or something. Like, I guess that's how they, they roll with no, it. No, I mean, I just mean, like... Oh, I know. Kojima expects you to care about this character that he introduces out of nowhere. He yeah. names her the boss. And he's like, this is the most important person in the world to Naked Snake, and you should care about this person, too. And it's like, no, you didn't establish that relationship. I cannot wait to shoot this old lady in the face. And I did. Multi- I reloaded a save and did it twice. I am kind of indifferent on this, but... I mean, you have to admit that's kind of the minority perspective on the boss. What'd you just say about me? <laughs> uh, I like I, that's not the common opinion on the boss. You, you have uh, to at least no, admit yeah, that. No, I know, like, I know. But as a storyteller, that's how I feel about it. So, but most people who play the game, they could give a shit. Let's pretend for a moment that you that you actually cared about the boss. Okay, I'll pretend. The, okay, the government let's just will pretend for a moment that you cared about the boss. Then you should hate what Portable Ops did, which is that it reframed the entirety of MGS3 to be planned from the beginning. Like, the big twist in MGS3 is that something happened that was outside of this, this massive plan that they had. Okay. You know, there was this loose cannon who literally fired a loose cannon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> ah, good one. I like and, that. And that's what set the whole thing off. And so it was all about right. them scrambling to kind of solve this situation. Oh, wow. So it wasn't this like Xanatos gambit that was planned out from the beginning. It was we had a plan. Something happened right. that we didn't predict and we had to adjust. And who and we don't care who gets burned as a result. We've we've got to stick to the wow. plan. And wow. then Portable Ops comes in and says, hey, it was actually planned from the beginning. And Volgan was in on it. <laughs> like, I fucking hate that. So, but you like five. Yeah, because I don't think okay. like five right. is really too concerned about stepping uh-huh. on narrative toes for the most part. <laughs> oh, really? I don't think so. Like not in a, <laughs> not in a, an obnoxious way. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> what? I put a bomb in your vagina. That's not, that's not obnoxious. That's not <laughs> what I'm talking about though. Like, like you can uh. take MGS five out of the entire timeline and not a whole lot's going to change. So, okay. It didn't really do much. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Events are going to continue as as intended. It did solve the whole being alive after a NATO airstrike thing right. for Big Boss. I guess, me, but I mean, but that that's... was typical of, like, villains in the 80s, you know? That bothered me. That was a loophole for me. I was like, what the fuck? They bombed the shit out of that place. How did he get I out of guess, there? I guess. I guess, but, like, villains did that all the time in the 80s, where they're, like, just came back out of nowhere. Yeah, but I don't like okay. that. How many times did the Shredder survive after the Ninja Turtles kicked his ass, right? They originally wrote the Ninja Turtles movie as a one-off. There wasn't supposed to be a sequel. Eh. He's a fucking mutant. That's different. Okay. <laughs> Big right, Boss getting, is a mutant, too. We're though. getting off track. We're getting off track. <laughs> um, but, but the point... So, hold on. That's what you don't like about Portable Ops? Is that I it also makes... just think it's not fun. 
Oh, the gameplay is game? not great. Yeah, I, I like I appreciated some of the story stuff. I, I didn't like the uh, Elisa and Ursula stuff was kind of weird. Yeah, like that was the part where I was kind of like, uh, all right, now we're getting a little weird. It just comes off like fan fiction to me. That's what it seemed like. If if there was one thing where like Kojima would have been like, ah, I mean, you know, Psychomanus and you know, there, there's you know the sorrow and stuff like that. But just the Elisa and Ursula stuff, I was like, okay, now we're now we're kind of like really crossing the line with the, the supernatural stuff. Right. One of your sons will save the world. The other will just Hold get on. out of here. Wait, Elisa and Ursula, that's too supernatural for you, but, but Psycho Mantis is good to go. Psycho Mantis is at least pulling from, like, you know, Cold War legend, let's say. You know? Okay. There's all of these old <laughs> stories about psychics being used by the <laughs> Russians, and, like, I don't believe it. That's not... That's... It's not about what it is. It's about how it's presented. And it's presented poorly. See, this is why I haven't I haven't joined the server. I stay off of Twitter because of <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> this is why I had to I had to leave was because like you guys are you're you're apologizing for like What come am on. I apologizing for? I think it's crap. Okay, wait. What's crap specifically so I can address that? <laughs> I don't think portable ops. Okay, man, I'm gonna. I kind of want to cut all this because I'm I'm getting mean here. And no, we're good. We're getting. No, and I don't want to. I don't want to trash this stuff too heavily because it takes a lot of effort to make stuff, and it was made under very heavy restrictions in a very short amount of time. Yeah, um, it's a portable game for sure. Yeah, like you know, yeah, it was yeah, made in like a year. No, it, it's a cash grab. It is a cash grab, like 100. percent it was made in a year. It was made with right. a small team. It was made with uh, without Kojima, essentially. Well, as a pro- I mean, he, he was he was there acting as a producer, but he wasn't directing it. He no, wasn't right. He did it. not di- direct it. He did. Yeah, he did produce it, but he did. He also approved the script along with the official mission handbook. So if there was anything that goes against well, this is where I'm getting into double standards, which is that at that point, yes, it was intended to be canonical. And then later, yes, okay. he recanted. Right. So, so, what? If, so my point is this, to kind of circle this back around to the argument. If, if, if we're going to consider that Kojima intended one thing with MGS1, but then changed that intention with MGS4, then why are we considering portable ops when he changed his intention there as well? Okay, so my question is, what about portable ops was contradicted by a later release? Well, the, I and wasn't, the answer is nothing. Nothing oh! really. Well, that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> that's where I kind of saw. It. I was like, I was like, it doesn't really do too much. No, know. it doesn't. Other than yeah. changing, like, other than like recontextualizing yeah, MGS MGS three. Yeah, and, and Peace Walker did some stuff with that too, though. It kind of like furthered that whole, you know, like what all went down. Like, okay, it doesn't really bother me what it did or didn't do in the wide scheme of things. Like, not, not really. Um, you know, I can, I can point to things that I didn't like, but it's not going to keep me up at night that it, like, made Gray Fox into a completely different person. Or it, yeah. it made sn- the Operation Snake Eater a, a, a plan from the beginning. Like, can we talk about Gray Fox for for exactly thirty seconds? Sure. It does. Hold on, real quick. It does mess up the whole timeline with them uh, meeting. For the first time, right? Him and Big Boss. Yeah, that's that's one like direct conflict that it has with the uh, canon. I care about what's true or not. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't have an emotional tie to this. I care about is is what we're saying no. accurate or inaccurate. I 
have an intense emotional tie to this, as you could see. But regarding Gray Fox, right? Frank Yeager, before he became Gray Fox, you know, this is a problem that Kojima has with with his characters. And this has to, I have to bring up genetics again. Gray Fox's natural hair color is some shade of, of white, I guess, or, or blonde or whatever it is, but he's half Vietnamese. And, and like a, like a native born Vietnamese person who would have two dominant dark hair genes. So it's extremely unlikely that that Gray Fox's hair would be light. And it's the same thing with Master Miller. Master Miller having blonde hair is a just it's just a genetic, it's it's an extreme improbability, right? But you know, Kojima thinks that looks cool, or or maybe Shinkawa does. I don't know. But what happened to his Vietnamese accent? Did he do some kind of speech therapy? You know, like I, I these are things I need to know. Uh, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. I mean, when you have so many rewrites and recharacterizations, I mean, some of these questions become impossible to answer. Right. It's futile. Yeah. It really is. So so my stance regarding the canonicity of a game, and I include Rising in, in the official canon, simply because, and we've actually talked about this a, a long time ago, it, in order for a game or, or a piece of information within the Metal Gear canon to be stricken from the record, something needs to come after it that negates or contradicts it, which is why we know for a fact that Ghost Babel isn't canon. That eh, okay, like, okay. Uh, I don't necessarily. Ghost Babel agree does not include Metal Gear Two in the canon. Metal Gear Two never happened. No, it also. I mean, it makes another. It makes other assertions as well. Like uh, it says that Snake is Big Boss's biological son. You right. Know, it, it goes in a completely different yeah. direction. There's no argument there. What I'm argue. What uh, what I disagree with is the idea that something is only rendered. N- uh, non-canonical if there is a later contradiction well okay fine uh i the government will stipulate i took that line from a few good men i love that movie i mean we're getting into i mean we're really like treading on the waters of death of the author here but here's another thing just like fingers said uh like a, a few minutes back mgs4 specifically references portable ops multiple times okay it's included yeah, so if Portable Ops is included... Yeah, it's acknowledged, like, in the canon, yeah. Okay, okay. So then... So you can't say that Portable Ops... I know you don't like it. I don't like Five, but I can't say it's not part of the canon. Yeah, I can, because if you're going to say that X game references Y game, so Y game is canon, then you have to look at every single contradiction and apply the same criteria. All right, so what... I need some contradictions. So, okay... Let's let's give you with uh, Liquid saying that Big Boss was in his late fifties. How do you address that? The price of physical prodigy. Few more years and you'll be another dead clone of the old man. Our raw materials are vintage, brother. Big Boss was in his late fifties when they created his copies. Good question. That's a good one. That's a really good one. And I'm gonna keep throwing in filler words until I can think of a, <laughs> a good answer. I, I ain't got one. <laughs> Um, I mean, this is this is all coming back to like the secret sauce of Metal Gear. You know, retcons are not a bug; they're a feature. Hmm. I see. I I, I hate that statement, right? But <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured you might. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing we said about Survive too: is that it retcons itself. Like, it's, yeah. it's pretty on brand, actually. So, I think the takeaway from this entire conversation is that Liquid is generally full of shit. See, all right, you can say that if you want. 
Like that's an answer but, at least. And it, it does well, it does address a large swath of issues. If we just say that yes. Liquid doesn't know what he's talking about. But if that's the case, then you know, Snake's <laughs> support team is listening to the whole conversation. But at no point over the series does anyone say, like, hey, that's not factual. Whatever Liquid said is is false, you know. Naomi had the opportunity to to correct Liquid, Mei Ling, Colonel, somebody could have been like, hey, actually, uh, Big And yet Boss Liquid was- lectures on like J. Edgar Hoover later on, like he wants to be an intellectual. <laughs> he's gotten <laughs> IQ of 180, so. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's like the fact that that he's not contradicted, you, you kind of, uh, you don't have a choice but to go with what whatever he says I and guess. treat that. I mean, I yeah, I mean, this too. is just... I think the series is dumb. I, I like we're here after <laughs> after 20 something years. We're still arguing the series about that it. I hate, but I can't stop playing or talking about. It's really ironic that, you know, we all do know that the theme of MGS one is, yeah, your genes don't matter, but we want to know and but we they... will argue about it for a whole episode. <laughs> but but what if they did? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, hey, if I mean, if that was true, then. They shouldn't have brought it back up in four, but <laughs> I mean, well, four's whole thing was, you know, people aren't satisfied with ambiguous endings. So we need to answer every question that we can in excruciating detail to a fault. Nana machines while still leaving a ton, a ton of questions open case in point, the idea that MGS three was planned. That's not just something that's in, in portable ops from the evidence that I've gathered, Ocelot planned the entire series, not just three. All of it was his doing. He was playing 50-year chess. I hate that. So I know you do, and I think it's dumb too, but it's, it's the only way that, that unifies all of the canon. The idea that Ocelot actually was, had been planning the entire thing up to MGS4 since 1964, which is just... <laughs> It's it's ridiculous, <laughs> but that's we are victorious. Behold, huh. Yeah, so but but again, there's it's not just portable ops that that points to that, you know? Cause I didn't even consider that uh that portable ops had had any evidence and, and I've had this theory for the past five years that uh, I had a video about it a long time ago. Remind me, where yeah. else is it stated that that MGS three specifically Volgan? Like, let's be specific here. Specifically, yeah. Volgan firing the Davy Crockett was was planned. Where is you know that? what I would use, and you're not going to like it because you, you like me, you're a contrarian, and that's why <laughs> we may not agree or get along. But I have respect for for your opinions <laughs> because they're mostly the same as mine. If I didn't come up with the idea, I'm going to refute it. Just but just. On principle alone. Lay it on me, man. I'm ready. Ocelot manipulates every person in a leadership position, and he's always their right-hand man because he's always he's using Inception to plan ideas in their head. So when he tells Volgan, I don't approve of your methods, that's him goading Volgan on because Volgan's that type of boisterous, oh, I want to step out of my father's shadow. You know, he's he's purposefully playing playing the... Okay. Mind games with Volgan to get him to launch the nuke. So he he's said like, that oh, after. Those are our countrymen. No, he said that after the nuke. I know he did say that after the, the nuke, but that was to get him to do something else. That okay, but that no, that's not what we're he, talking about. We're talking about the nuke. We're talking specifically, specifically the, nuke. the nuke. 
Specifically the nuke. Okay, so in the they're in the helicopter, right? And and Otacon's like, but those are our countrymen. Otacon? Right? Did Is I say Otacon yeah. again? Yeah. <laughs> the, the the O and the C character, because in, in Japanese they sound so Just similar. Secret theater things. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, in uh, in Japanese, they sound so... Well, like, at, in that scene, because I can see it in my head, like, he's just yeah. minding his own business looking at the bullet that he, that you know, got ejected, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he's obsessing over that, and Volgan's doing right. his own thing. Oh, okay. Well, whose idea... I'm, and I, I, that sounded uh, sarcastic, but I just remembered something. Um, that wasn't meant to come across as snarky. <laughs> <laughs> so whose idea was it? <laughs> whose yeah, whose idea was it to <laughs> don't make me laugh. This is serious. Whose idea was Operation Snake Eater in the beginning? And it was Ocelot's because he was working for the CIA the whole time. Operation Snake Eater was a reaction to what happened at the end of the Virtuous Mission. Yes, which and and, and, and like let's what like, happens. Like, you need to draw a line between Ocelot and that nuke. You sure it's not Otacon? Are you sure it's not Otacon? It might be. I don't know. Things are okay. getting weird today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens at the end of, of the Virtuous Mission? Wait, and wasn't Adam supposed to be another guy, too? And didn't he kind of, like, self-insert himself as, like, the Adam person in that mission? Not until Snake Eater. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the virtuous mission, but, but again, it's it's irrelevant. You need to draw a line between ocelot and the nuke. Okay, yeah. Uh, then hey, uh, YouTube.com/slash Dead Vector. We answer all of the the unanswered <laughs> questions left in the series. Um, but yeah, I'll have to I'll have to give some thought about that. But you know, ocelot, 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 Revolver Axolotl. <laughs> Ocelotl. Um, so Ocelot, he was working for the the director of, of Central Intelligence, the right. DCI, during before and after Operation Snake Eater. So he was a spy. And in fact, it makes the most sense that Ocelot suggested to the DCI to give Volgan a Davy Crockett in the first place. Because how else would he have those connections? You know, where else would he would he have the the resources to get a single action army? You know, he needs a contact, uh, you know, overseas to get access to to American military hardware like that. So the fact that Volgan was able to get a Davy Crockett uh, approved, or not, uh, the Ocelot was able to get a Davy Crockett to Volgan, it wasn't just the boss. The boss wasn't working alone. That that was part of her mission, and somebody. Somebody had to sign off on that. Okay, that's actually a right? really good argument. Um, because why bring them in the first place? Well, it was to gain Volgan's trust. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around with my David Crockett. You know, I keep that thing on me. Like, why <laughs> Why give him an... I mean, I get the idea of, hey, let's give him this experimental weapon so that we can build up trust so that you can get in to get the thing. Right. But that's a hell of a risk. Like there's got to be different ways that you would want to do that. So like I can I can see that argument at least where where like why would you give him that weapon if uh, you didn't intend on him using it because he is a he is as we said a yeah. loose cannon. 
Uh, I'm glad you liked that idea because I was completely talking out of my ass. Well, yeah, I think you might have. I think you might have <laughs> gravitated towards something. I still think it's dumb, but like, oh like, yeah. Well, guess what? It's Metal Gear. It's dumb, <laughs> but it's still fun to talk about dumb stuff every now and again. Hell yeah. Yeah. So personally, I think Operation Snake Eater was it was planned by Ocelot, and he in fact suggested it to the DCI because the DCI wasn't going to do that until Ocelot was like, Hey, I got an idea. Cause you hear him talking at the end of snake eater. You hear him talking to the DCI and he's literally planting ideas in the conversation. Mm. Speaking of which I've obtained something from Granin that you might find interesting. It's a revolutionary new nuclear attack system. Perhaps it might just come in handy someday. Yeah. Who, who does zero call at the end of portable ops to found the Patriots? Well, it's Ocelot. Ocelotacon. Mm. He's always there, the right-hand man. He's, you know, Liquid, Solidus, whoever's in power. Ocelot's right there planting ideas. I do remember that video that you did about this, Vector. That was a good-ass video. Like, the way that you had that argument presented at first, like, it was, uh, it was convincing, for sure. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remaster um, the, old, the old videos because I got to do it spitefully because so many people left hateful-ass comments like, you know, repost the videos. Yeah. Like they're entitled to them. So I'm going to do them over. They were good, though, man. I, I watched the shit out of those videos. Yeah. I mean, they were, uh, they, they were painful to make, but, but, um, if I, I'm going to try and do them better, but, uh, I'm looking forward to them coming back. And so I'm starting off with, um, this, uh, discussion on genetics because I feel like that's still a, a huge point of contention in the series. Yeah. Are people still listening to us? Yeah, we got Shane in here. Hello, Shane. How you doing? In the live chat. Um, I don't know if you're reading uh, it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to, to keep up. It's I'm playing, you know, 3D chess. You're trying to read the chat and yeah, and my notes. Document. Yeah, <laughs> your guys' shit. notes. I'm familiar, Shane. I'm familiar with your work on uh, the uh, the novelizations. Keep it up. Yeah, y'all both do, do Japanese. Uh, stuff occasionally yeah we didn't we didn't even did, I, did we even talk about that this episode the the kanji yeah you were showing us some kanji that you were trying we were trying to like look at they were kind of low res but we were we were pretty much picking them apart i got some high res versions uh for people so so i'm gonna start some some work on uh to to close up the the discussion on genetics for net for the time being anyway until episode 51 we're looping um, it back around. <laughs> I wonder if I can rip those out of the game. I might. I might be able to. Um, well, I sent you the uh, the the actual characters. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. I, here's here's some like there's a, a section again. This is during the Act Three briefing. Each snake, big boss, liquid snake, and Solidus. They each have their own kanji associated with them, and they all have different meanings. For big boss, snake, and Solidus. They eat. They're they're each something that comes from a cloud or something. It's like you know, Big Boss is lightning, uh, Snake is hail, and then Solidus is smaller hail, uh, which I rationalize to mean like you know, it's solid matter that flows like a liquid. You know, hence Solidus. So whatever. In Liquid's case, though, for whatever reason, it's the only character that actually has a a different meaning. And Nitroid, I know you're big on patterns. So, so, uh, here, here are the kanji, uh, for people listening at home, if you Google search MGS4 snaky kanji, somebody posted these, uh, on Reddit 
a while back trying to to figure out what they meant, but nobody nobody translated them. But from left to right, you know, Big Boss, Liquid, Solid, and Solidus. Uh, you know, in in order, it's Thunder. I'll, I'll save Liquid for last because again, he's the odd one out. But, but Thunder, Hail, and Tiny Hail. For for some reason though, Liquid's or Kanji sleet, wasn't it? It was Sleet for Solidus, wasn't it? <laughs> No, Something I mean like you that. could you could say it's sleet, you could, but technically it's it's hail that's yeah, it looks smaller like hail. than five yeah. millimeters. Mm. So solid solid snake is hail balls bigger than balls <laughs> balls bigger than five millimeters, and then solidus is the balls are smaller than five millimeters. So take that for what you will. Liquids kanji, on the other hand, it has the same radical at the top of the character. They all have the same radical. That that means rain, which is usually if there's if there's some something under that, it means it's a type of precipitation or whatever. But but in this in liquid's case, it means supremacy or or domination. Specifically, you know, in Chinese, the main use of this character in Chinese is dominate. And usually, if you see a kanji by itself, it's you know especially in calligraphy like this it's for the 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 the, the poetic chinese meaning cuz people are trying to be pretentious and and that's what's going on here to a t <laughs> and so the chinese meaning of this character is dominate which would which would naturally follow that that's that means that liquid had the dominant genes and i think i think that's a stretch um well cuz we, we and did- if you have an alternate explanation I'm all for it. Well, we did talk a little bit before, and it seems like these are all um these are all nouns, right? Yes. Um uh, well, no. That's not really how kanji works. Like the kanji is more like it's ha- it has a a meaning. The the character itself has a meaning, and then in Japanese you attach words to it to make it a verb. And then that also changes the the pronunciation, but you know, but in Chinese you know the the individual character is just the is it's it has its own meaning it's but normally you know nouns have compounds so the character by itself you would need to correlate these though with yeah. the the wording used in the japanese script i i would think and there's zero reference to these characters yeah it's weird that you know it's just this this these two screens um or these two sections, you know, where you see the kanji, but the, it's just... This is not an area that I have a lot of experience in because I don't speak Japanese. So what I know is sort of gleaned off of examples and reference materials, and so I just kind of have to piece things together and ask a lot of questions, and I'm still probably going to get it wrong. Um, yeah, uh, what, now, what questions you got? Because well, well, I, I probably have the same questions. This is an area where I think uh, I, I, I really want to to have some conversations with some people because I was told a while back and, and God, don't take this at face value. Don't, don't take this for granted. Rather. Um, that at around the time metal gear solid one came out, there was a, a shift. There was a sort of a redefinition or a change in scientific terms regarding dominant and recessive genes. Those, the, the terminology there was insufficient and there was a sort of yeah. shift and change and, and something was, was uh it it had the same problem that the game had where it sort of seems to conflate superior and inferior with dominant and recessive and there was some sort of a a, Mm -hmm. of a revision of sorts in the scientific community to address that in japan and i don't know the details to this so i'm 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 gonna have to happen 
I got to reach out to somebody who to uh, that I know who's probably going to know more about this. And if anybody listening knows more about this, please comment on it if, if I'm on the right track or if I'm completely, uh, you know, out of left field here. Um, yeah, if you find anything, uh, do let me know, because um, I did look at the the Japanese version of of MGS one, you know, to see yeah. if there if there was any, you know, uh, if there could have been a translation error between, you know, when the game was localized and. But no, Liquid explicitly says dominant cell and recessive cells. In terms of like, it's like you know, Japanese can have a lot of uh, of ambiguities because a lot of words sound the same. Yeah. But in the case of of dominant gene and recessive gene, there's it's one of those terms that because there's so many characters that are that are strung together, it's impossible for there to be an amb- ambiguous meaning that would get mistranslated. It can only be this one thing. But that doesn't seem to be the case with this kanji, though, because right off the bat, you gave us, what, two or three different definitions that it could fall under. And yeah, so depending on the on the compound that that it's used in or the, or the context, it can change the meaning. But the main in Chinese specifically, when but he, I mean, no, pushing that aside, the fact that it's the only character that doesn't have a meaning that's related to whether it bothers me. But you said the free radical was still rain, right? Yes, but so, it doesn't mean it has nothing to do with weather. In Japanese, maybe, but what about Chinese? Or Chinese, yeah, has nothing so to is do with... Well, Kojima likes to use a lot of obscure terminology. Is this something that might be more obscure? Because it sounds like what you were describing is like a torrential rain. Nope. Yeah, it has nothing to do with rain. I checked. I saw the, the Wiktionary article you linked me, and the word the only word rain that appears on that article is describing the radical that you would use to search for the kanji in a dictionary. Hmm. Yeah. So, but even then is it, it's, it's still an assumption to say that it's referring to dominant genes and not the fact that, you know, he's evil. Let's say you're right. Yeah. I mean, you're asking the right questions, but the main one is, you know, maybe, I mean, I'm making a hypothesis that it's, it's yeah, an illusion yeah, to the it. fact yeah. that, he has the dominant genes. But the fact of the matter is, his kanji is the only one that is unlike the others. And I don't know why. Hmm. Like Shane said in the chat just now, like something how he like broke from his family and he's different. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, See, my, could be. Again, I don't know enough about it to say, but like my gut is telling me that there's a pun here. You know? Uh, well, okay. So then you have to talk about like, you wouldn't disrespect the calligrapher and the, and the kanji to make a, a pun joke or, you know, play on words. Kojima would, but I mean, <laughs> you know, something about honor and seppuku. I don't know. Look, he, all I know is like, whatever the case, you know, why is liquid being singled out? Is it because he designed this? And this is a reference to liquid ocelot being, you know, superior could be. Because at this point, you know, it's it's Ocelot who's doing all this. Right, because so Liquid is, he... is not in the picture anymore. It's 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 a, right. you've got a, a, a sort of a chimera. Yeah, so is Ocelot trying to, and also Ocelot was was faking the whole time. He The hypnotherapy never even happened. So, you or know, actually, maybe you guys can, can answer this question for me. Why would Liquid know who Zero is? Um... Because in my mind, it's liquid. It's been Ocelot the whole time. He never, well, he M- never even thought. MGS two implies that Liquid possessed Ocelot so that he could gain information from him. 
Okay. Ah, so he had access to Ocelot's thoughts. That's the that's the ploy. Yeah. Like, why okay. do you think I chose right. Ocelot as my host? All right. So then, but why would Liquid bear a grudge against Zero? Um, assumedly because uh, I mean the finger the finger gun scene. All right, finger guns. Do you see this, Zero? Yeah, just the just the creation of like himself yeah i mean the, you know listen fallen terrible's project and all of that he's like hey fuck you, you created, yeah that's what you i would know. assume he would he'd learned yeah. about his origins that's enough to hold a grudge, grudge about yeah. yeah yeah well it's an assumption though he hates being a clone like that's like he's pissed about that i'm so. not even 100 percent on mgs4 uh confirming that there was no possession at any point i am not um, i am not sold oh, okay. on that I get what you're saying. All right. Hey, you know, cool. I, I, I got nothing to say and, about And that. even even the database contradicts itself in this regard. Right. Because even the people who wrote the game don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> like, it seems like, so. and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case, but it seems like the possession was real until he removed the arm and then the hypnotherapy became the, the stand-in. What about... The apple. Do you think there's a chance that Ocelot's real personality could have been fighting to to get to the surface? I have no idea. I mean, yeah, okay. A lot of that directing and 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 dialogue and you really want me to read into MGS four? You know how this nope. is going to go. <laughs> nope, nope, no. Yeah, we should stop here. But <laughs> episode fifty one. You know, you bring me back on, and I'll tell you why I think Kojima didn't write those games. Which one? All of them. Oh no, you're not. A, you're not. A, are you a Fukushima truther? No, I don't think he wrote him either. Cue the music. No. It was Shinkawa the whole time. It was Shinkawa the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I. All right, Vector man. Hey, it's always fun when we have you back on. Definitely gonna come on again. Uh, fun for you, maybe. I just had yeah. three aneurysms and a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to, uh, or if you want to plug where people can find you, you said it in the middle of the episode. You can do it again. All right, YouTube.com/slash/deadvector, spelled exactly like it sounds. D R seven Q. You can also follow me on Twitter at dead underscore vector. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Cool man. Hey, thanks again for coming on, dude. Always good to have you back, buddy.